All right, welcome to another Sports Injury Central Pro Football Doc podcast here as we enter a new era. Yes, this is the first in-season podcast of the 2023 NFL season. But more importantly, this is the first time we're going to be part of the Believe Network podcast. And special thanks to Believe and Eric Weinberger. I don't even remember how I first met Eric, but... I think it might have been through Twitter, and we've chatted over the years. He was an NFL Network executive, and he's been very supportive and complimentary. As a matter of fact, he's always said, look, if he were still at NFL Network, he would have a medical person, especially at the combines and other things, mm-hmm. and commenting on draft and other things. So he believes in our concept of injuries as it relates to it, and injury analysis versus he obviously was very connected to a ton of great in, uh, reporters. And look, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, they all report on injuries. Right. But we're the only ones that do injury analysis. And uh, it's because of Eric's belief in us that we believe in Believe and will be on their network looking forward to a lot of, uh, you know, good synergistic relationships and uh, doing more of the same stuff as uh, injury analysis. So uh, sports injury central, there's some fantasy stuff, gambling stuff coming, et cetera, but thanks for listening and watching and looking forward, believing in the believe (laughs) network. So to speak. All right. Jacob's here. Taylor's here. Um, Let's take it away. Week one is almost over. Still the big, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers game. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're calling it, aren't they? Yeah. No, are they? I no, mean, one else exists. no one else exists. exists it's amazing. <laughs> it's like the Aaron Rodgers game. And, uh, you know, internally, that's the last game left. And of course, we'll have a lot of week two stuff, but we'll talk about a lot of different things. But it's just interesting, the power of media. Like, even in the room, there were a lot of people in our Sports Injury Central Command Center room. There were a lot of people who did not love Aaron Rodgers. And I always said, look, Aaron Rodgers is not what you think. Right. He's no different than a lot of other quarterbacks. He's likable. It's just what you're seeing you don't like. Now, all of a sudden, you see him in the Jets situation, and he's super likable. Yep. Like that PR, you can't <laughs> yeah. buy. Uh, so, anyways, let's talk about it. Where do you want to start off, Jacob? Well, in the alternate universe that my Niners took uh, him over Alex Smith, I would love Aaron Rodgers. Just want to put that out there. But uh, let's start with three big fantasy names that were uh, looking that are going to Wow, you haven't forgotten two. that, huh? Oh, of course not. I mean, <laughs> it's been a long time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Still holding that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's not good. Yeah. You need some I'll, therapy, Jacob? No, nah, right. right. <laughs> I'm happy Brock Purdy. No, no complaints. <laughs> uh, three big fantasy names we're looking at. The rest, you can go to the website, sicscore.com. Got sick insights. We update that every Sunday, all throughout the week, every day with the, the role of information. Again, analysis, not information. We know what what is being reported, but we trust video and Doc's expertise. Seventeen years in the NFL now, to give no, us info. Don't, on don't that. just run over sick insights. People on Twitter ask me all the time, "What about this? What about this?" Yes, you can go to the website, but sick insights is a better place to go than even Twitter because Twitter you got to scroll, 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 scroll to find it. You guys have the top ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty injury insights. Right on the front page. Right on the front page right. and bookmark it, right? Yep. And uh, go to it to check your fantasy lineup and, and this, that, the other. That's that's not to be lost here. But anyways, let's roll, Jacob. Well, 
biggest biggest name, biggest news heading into week two is going to be Travis Kelsey. Will he play? Big matchup against the Jaguars. Will the Chiefs fall to 0-2? All this stuff. So where are we at with Travis Kelsey? I know there's some conflicting reports, a lot of medical, I guess, info. <laughs> Just Jay Glazer hopped on not to not to call him out, but he uh, has his he has his breaking news every Sunday morning, and so he had a very interesting one that they were worried about the plateau fracture, and then that it's a very deep bone bruise. Right. And he yeah. said he said initially they were worried about tibial plateau fracture, and that they were thankful to see that it was quote just a bone bruise, but it was deep. And he made a point of saying they drained forty five cc's of blood from his knee. How much is that exactly? Like in like a layman term, I guess. Well, why don't you look on your soda can <laughs> yeah, and okay. look at? They don't usually list the cc's on there. They do really. I got well, milliliters usually. What's the difference? I, I, I you tell know. me. I don't, I don't know. know. I said layman, Doc. Layman. <laughs> a milliliter is a cubic centimeter. Ah, okay. there. CC right. cubic centimeter. You think I'm knows, writing that down next, yeah. next time I go to Europe. <laughs> Look on your soda can. I mean, come on. No, no reads a fine print. I don't know. Forty-five cc's in there. is okay. This is a cup of coffee. Right. Guys, yeah. I can't show it to you, but forty-five cc's is probably this much. But it would okay. fill up. Uh, the the biggest syringe you would typically see mm-hmm. the average syringe in a doctor's office would overflow. Okay. The biggest ter- syringe you would typically see it would fill it, yeah, three fourths. Okay. So it's not nothing. Okay. And the fact that it was reported as blood, to me, is significant. Look, I know Jay Glazier. No issues with Jay Glazier. He's really dialed in. I used to see him all the time at the Pro Bowls, and so mm-hmm. he's really yeah. dialed in with the players. Kudos to Jay Glazier. The question is, where did he get the information related to it was blood? I will say this, and I know he's a great reporter. If Travis Kelsey had 45 cc's of blood drained from his knee, not only was he not close to playing on Thursday, which we believe anyways, and we'll talk about that, but he is not playing week two. The significance of blood is there is structural damage that means if there is a deep bone bruise with some sort of violation of the articular cartilage surface, i.e. a variety of tibial plateau fracture, or some structural damage to the capsule or otherwise. Now, if it was blood-colored fluid, you know, anyone who's dyed Easter eggs know you put one drop in yep. the color and the whole thing spreads. Yep. If it was red in color, look, when you drain blood... It is not the color of my shirt. That's fresh, oxygen-filled, arterial blood. The If you look at the six score, I don't know what you call, platform, near the logo on what is my bottom right, the deep, darkest red is not dark enough for actual blood that has been sitting in the knee that's deoxygenated. Okay. So if you see something that's closer to the color of my shirt, a layperson could call it blood, but it's actually just blood tinged. Mm-hmm. Right. Deep color, oh, not brown, but like deepest red you Maroon. can imagine. Maroonish. Yeah. The bottom of our screen to the right, as I'm saying, as I look at it, so maybe it's on your left. I don't know where. Wherever the six so six score six <laughs> yes. injury cent, uh, sports injury is. central logo yeah. is, SIC logo is on the bottom of the red frame. It's that. It's deeper than that in terms of red, dark red color. So I'm not 
saying the report was wrong. It's just I'm just kind saying, of the game of telephone is, yeah. Lay people, et cetera. And, and we'll talk about it in later on how Travis Kelsey's bone bruise is not the same bone bruise as Anthony Richardson. Right. And that's how things get lost in translation. Okay. And that's what we're here to do. So with that being said, look, let's back up a little bit here. We all know by now what we were saying last week turned out to be true. Travis Kelsey was not close to playing on Thursday. Game time decision, true game time pool, decision. We talked about out, it. Yeah. But like a workout in a pool workout. You work at, worked different. him out in a pool, right. not on the football field. How close was he? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. You, you know, it's part of the the coach speak slash media team speak game. He wasn't close to playing, and I do not believe the quality Chiefs medical staff would risk Travis Kelsey in the long term. They were always going to put a kibosh on it, and they did. And look, it's like saying uh, we're testing out Michael Phelps on an exercise bike to see if he can swim in a pool. I mean, it's like, come on. He wasn't swimming that day. I mean, he's not swimming. (laughs) He's not in the pool. Travis Kelsey's not on dry land. He wasn't ready to go. And we said – even before that, there's no guarantee for week two. I get there's lots of optimism, and I hope he plays. Look, my son was very disappointed. He loves the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs need him, right? Tony wasn't fully in regular season form, and they kept feeding him the ball. I mean, there's a reason why Patrick Mahomes completed passes to, what, eight or ten different people. It's yeah. a mixed bag over there at the moment. Yeah. Right, yeah. and they needed Tony, who didn't answer the bell right. so so to speak playing they need travis kelsey but you can't as a medical staff let need and team needs in the short term override medical concerns the worry is the bone bruise can get worse look why did they put him in a pool they didn't want him to impact right yeah. if they yeah. didn't want him to impact testing it out on thursday is 10 days enough not really we can talk about microscopic fracture, bone bruise, almost interchangeably. And we'll get to it on JSN with the Seahawks, right, in his wrist fracture. This is why it is far from done that Travis Kelsey will play this week. And the more credence Jay Glazer's report has, the less chance that Travis Kelsey has to play in week two. Bone bruises heal in weeks. It's almost two weeks from the bone bruise to the next game. Right. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, you know, Jay Glazer is reliable. And if his report, you know, maybe there's interpretation differences. I suffice it to say, uh, if you're a fantasy owner, you got to make contingency plans. And do not be surprised if you're a Chiefs fan or better that Travis Kelsey gets ruled out or perhaps is limited in what he can do in week two. And that's based on what we're saying medically once again injury analysis and no one's perfect and we can't be perfect as it played out we were exactly right about thursday next week iffy at best i would have said very doubtful for thursday almost impossible look the reporting could have been inaccurate and it wasn't a bone bruise at all right we would be wrong but now i'd say questionable you know at best 
50-50 at best. Not impossible, but 50-50 at best for Travis Kelsey, given the current information. I remember the comp I gave you was uh, Gronkowski in 2015, and that was 14 days after. He did have a good game, 87 and touch after, but that's a diff- it's different types of bone bruises, right? It's not the same for every player. I don't remember specifically <clears throat> Gronkowski two weeks from a bone bruise. Remember, yep. uh, it's being described as a deep bone bruise, right? Not a just a bone small bruise. bone yes, bruise. Exactly. So, yes, exactly. Uh, yes, I, mean, I don't want to compare weeks. the two exactly. No, yeah, I yeah. know. This is why I said two weeks. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm quite sure the Chiefs will make the right decision. Right now, what you hear leaked to the media and what the head coach says, we get it. I mean, like I said. I was on the other side with the Chargers. There were times that I'd be asked about what should we say, and we weren't saying the co- – look, no one likes to lie. Yeah, they right. just talk – you know, no one wants to give an outright lie. Right. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying we're taking it day by day and we're hopeful that he can play. Right? Those are all true things. They're all true. Right? Yes, and exactly. they're not lying uh, in terms of what's going on. So that's Travis Kelsey – um, I hope the news is better than we're giving it, but you know, my man Jay, you know, is usually on it. Uh, that's where we're trying to help you in your fantasy lineups. Plan for Kelsey being out this week, maybe pick up some guys, be active on the waiver wire. No, it's a lot and, easier, yeah, when you could know on Thursday, right? <laughs> right. Have all yes. your comp- yes. this week, he's on Sunday, be on Sunday yes. right? I don't know if it's the early set or late set of games, but you've got more decisions to make potentially. Uh, another so good comparison. Uh, big big games, fantasy yeah. darling, Anthony Richardson. Uh, we have him at six score 90. Travis Kelsey's cur- current six score is 60, pending Wednesday's practice report and all that stuff. Uh, Richardson, why is, why is it different? Why are we not smelling smoke? Why are we not thinking they're hiding well, first anything? First of all, um, because we came up with that six score in opinion without even hearing from Shane Steichen. Right. Yeah. I know Shane Steichen. He's a good guy. I mean, but once again, it's always coach speaking we didn't even factor in what shane steichen has said right to any of this we looked at the video of that goal line hit and remember we were in the war room here and said we don't see a lot on this play don't see much at all he's able to continue he's hurt more than injured at least on that goal line play now he didn't come quarter yeah Yeah. but it was less than two minutes he didn't come back in gardner Minshew finished it up but it was a two-score game you know, at that point in time. And so I get it. But then it turns out that Anthony Richardson himself said it was an earlier play. Actually, it, his first career run, 12-yard run in run. the first quarter. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and you guys went back and, and found the play. And that type of knee injury bone bruise is different than Travis Kelsey's. Travis Kelsey's was a misstep where the ends of his knee bone jammed together. Anthony Richardson's bone bruise is like getting kicked directly falling on it. Right. Uh, who was the receiver late game that, that returned? Like Chris Olave that got Chris like Olave leg, leg yeah. whipped and then leg yeah. whip. That's a direct yes. bruise that he, that's, right. that's you're okay. It's just a bruise as that famous book was uh kind of, that's a bruise. Right. It's not a bone bruise. Like we talk about here, here, his bone may have been bruised from a direct blow, but it's not the same thing. 
because it's not the articular surface. So it's a pain tolerance issue. The only reason we have them at 90, 90 is green. Anthony Richardson will play against the Houston Texans. Not a Lamar Jackson bone bruise either. Yeah, yeah, not, not that. Lamar Jackson's yeah. bone bruise was <laughs> yeah. different yeah. two seasons ago in yes. his ankle. Yeah. That's why I like calling it a contusion. Don't don't even confuse yourself with bone the, the bone bad. and bruise. Bone bruise sounds and, yeah. bad. Contusion's like, all right, like you said, it's just a little bruise. Yeah. But yeah, that's the nomenclature. Right. We're looking at source material of the injury, and his bone bruise is different than Travis Kelsey's. The only thing is, can he swell and be sore? Sure. Look, if he were a pocket guy, his score would be 95. The only reason he's 90, 88, 99, 90 is because he makes a lot of Phillip plays Rivers, with his Matt legs. Ryan will be fine with that bone bruise. Philip yeah. Rivers yeah. would yeah. lower his score at all. Yeah. Wouldn't he be talking about it? Yes. We might even raise it and say, good, yeah. don't, don't be don't tempted lie. to run. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Philip. Yeah. yeah, Richardson didn't have nine rushes for 28 yards in the touchdown after, so it wasn't, wasn't hesitant it to run. Wasn't hesitant. We are not, okay, yeah. so, and I'm glad you bring up Richardson because I always feel like I'm always negative. Like it yeah. went on a Ravens podcast this morning and they're among the most injured teams. <laughs> oh, we'll get to so that. And everyone's bad, 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 bad. Like, I like it when I hear, oh, it's good. They're yes. going to be all right, you know, yeah. kind of deal. And that's the case for Richardson. Well, the last one I have at Raven, Mark Andrews, we have him a six score, 66, limited in practice all last week with the quad issue that popped up uh, with about two weeks left of training camp. So he had two weeks to rest that limited last week. Are we expecting anything different this week for him? Well, do we need to see the FP to even believe the Ravens, <laughs> what they're doing over there? You know, uh, I know Jim Harbaugh. I don't know John Harbaugh. I'm sure if I ever met John Harbaugh, I would like him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing his job. Yep. Remember the last two seasons? Oh, Lamar's looking good. He's close. He's close. He missed the last month of the season in both of the last years. Mark and Coach Harbaugh, you got me. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's no video, no injury, nothing on Mark Andrews. I made a bad assumption of maybe he'll play. He was LP all week. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, quad would affect him getting off the line of scrimmage, but he's such a difference maker, 85%, 80%'s a good day. I thought Mark Andrews might have a chance to play. We lowered his six score some, but we did not lower it enough. Now you have to understand the definition of LP. The definition of LP is I took one snap in practice or I did individual period in practice, one play. Or I did 99% of the plays, but not everything. That's LP. So which range. was it? Yeah. for? And that's the legal definition of LP. You were on the practice field and did something, but you didn't do everything. There you go. Now, here's the thing. It's not because I, well, maybe it is a little bit because I am human that the Ravens got me there in terms of what <laughs> even though we know we know how they are and they still got Yeah, but us. I don't yeah, try yeah, and impugn yeah. the yeah. qualities right, on people. Right, I just, right. you know, look at the positive. So here's the thing. His quad injury was when? Um early August, maybe two weeks into okay. August. Yeah. So if it hasn't gotten better in a month, is it gonna get magically full in another week? The answer is no. no. Yeah. That's why his six score is still lowered. It's at 66. Now, if we see an FP and whatever, would we raise it? Now, FP is you did everything, but it doesn't mean you're 100%. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. We can go through other examples of that. I'll there tell were- you one right now. Brees Hall, he was FP um, for the game today on Monday. 
we don't Still think at six score that yeah. he's going to be a FP well, for the game, and, right? And you guys who follow along know I've said Dalvin Cook greater than Brees Hall, and I've taken slings and arrows for that. Now the reports are out that the that the Jets are going to be careful with Brees Hall and, you know, early season. Yes, they should. This yeah. is what we've been saying. They didn't pay Dalvin Cook $8 million timing, just in yeah. case. Right. You know, I think Dalvin Cook is, you know, if there's a – on underdog, those head to heads. If there's a head to head, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook yardage, you can't give me enough of that as far as I'm concerned for the game tonight. Oh, the but, yeah, but there's lots of examples. I'm sure we'll get to them throughout here that FPs that are full practice, but not necessarily 100%. Oh, yeah. Speaking of horrible right now, he just he's speaking currently. So we're, while we're talking, um, he said Ronnie Stanley uh, was diagnosed with a sprained ankle and he's considered week to week. Oh. Interesting. Yes, I thought, well, I thought he was able knee during the game. It was knee questionable, but maybe yep. it's maybe it's a high ankle. He no Thanks. question. It was said to be knee during the game, yep. and we did not get good video mm-hmm. about we'll what the go back on was. That. His left ankle, I believe, is what's been the chronic, chronic issue yep. for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is left or right. The bottom line is, we'll get to it later, I'm sure. But when a coach says week to week, IR is in play, right? Mm-hmm. When John Harbaugh says week to week. Unless he's going the other way, which he has before. He's playing tricky he's, this year, right? Look, it's uh, in his bag. It's in his bag. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you want to go to Ravens right now or not. Look, and don't get me wrong. First of all, look, John Harbaugh isn't going to hear this. And if he does, okay, so what? And record it. I haven't said anything negative about Coach Harbaugh. If anything, I'm being positive. It's almost if I'm, admiration. If I'm <laughs> yeah. a Ravens fan, I'm like, my coach is doing the right thing. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And, and to me, it's all fun in games not making fun of injuries but just the detective work knee sprain that's my fault knee sprain i read the wrong thing okay knee, week to week still week to week is the right i just read the wrong thing it was ankle for Lin- the linderbaum the center linderbaum, yeah. linderbaum ankle, high ankle week to week clear high ankle video. i was I, six score sicscore.com i did it for just that it? minute yeah no but ankle week to week they both are week to week though that's so that's a issue well, that, for the offensive line yeah Okay. Even even Ravens fans, their heads spin with how many injuries they got, especially in week one. So I'll give Taylor a pass on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't am want, biased. I don't so we wanna, talked about yeah, that. I don't want to pass. Right, okay. I don't want to pass. <laughs> so the bottom line is, yes. let's talk about the Ravens now. In the war room yesterday, we shot a video. And uh, we said, week two, look ahead, whatever you want to call it. And one of our biggest takes is the Ravens are essentially – you know, the Seahawks might give them a run for their money. They're one A, one B, yeah, right. <laughs> the most injured team in the league now. And it's not JK Dobbins who now has a confirmed Achilles tear. And that was an interesting story. I feel bad about that. Yes, that second down marker blocked the moment of, but the way that he walked off, I should have been able to figure it out. I didn't, you know, um, that it was his left Achilles at the moment. In retrospect, I probably could have. There was enough information. But once I think Rapsheet tweeted about the possibility mm-hmm. of Achilles, I went back and looked at it and said, oh, yeah, that's what it is. But I needed that help. I'm not claiming that I got that one just off of the video and the one view. But his season, unfortunately, is over. Cam Akers made a six-month return and wasn't that effective. There's only five months to Super Bowl 58. J.K. Dobbins' knee still isn't 100%. Look. It's great to have the goal of coming back, but it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, that 
and Mark Andrews we talked about. I'm going to go back to the list, too. Uh, Mark, now, Marcus Williams as well. Oh, yeah. yeah let's yeah, stay on the yeah, offensive yeah, side yeah, of the okay, ball. Yes, Come yes, on. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There's then, a lot, yeah. And, and then uh, um, I guess the good news is Odell Beckham's healthy. Uh, but Tyler Linderbaum, in game, we said high ankle sprain. No. We said weeks, but was it two or four or six? Is it IR? IR is still on the table. We don't think it's surgery. We don't think it's months plural but it could be month one one yeah, one yeah, a month right yeah. high ankle and ronnie stanley we did not get good video but week to week does not look good so now you've got you know a bunch of additional injuries on the offensive side of the left ball. tackle and center starters yep. yeah and the defensive <laughs> side they started out with i don't know if anyone's noticed this on our field views we actually list 12 defensive players yeah no one yells at us about it no one really (laughs) points that out (laughs) because we i had a slot corner because we think a slot corner is that important to the defensive side of there's a lot more three wide receivers out than two more normally right yeah so we add a slot corner to the to our field view if you go count the field view on offense there's 11 players one running back right and uh, one tight end and three wide receivers and we match it with three cornerbacks including slot receiver so if you take the secondaries as five quote starters even though you can argue it's four the ravens started the game yesterday with three out of the five effective affected rocky sin was playing with his injury he has a chronic knee issue chronic knee issue but the slot corner and the number one corner marlon humphrey were out and now you add free safety marcus williams with the peck now, is it pec muscle or pec tendon? We don't know that for sure. I have an update. Harbaugh said he said we'll be out for a while. The player will decide if he's going to have surgery or not, which is usually the case. Well, it's 100% the case for yes. the player to decide right. to have surgery or not. Mm-hmm. You cannot force a player yeah. to have surgery, but you would never do surgery on a pec muscle tear. Okay. So this is not TJ Watt. This okay. is a pec tendon tear mm-hmm. because surgery is in play. And that's what we worried about. But the good news is, look, I'll make a prediction. He's going to have surgery because as he gets further opinions, the opinions will come back. If you have surgery, you will guarantee to return to 100%. Sooner, yeah. And you will be able to play in December. Okay. And that's what he's going to want as opposed to play earlier but have weakness wrapping up and then as have a, an off-season surgery. Yeah. To be, <laughs> uh, no, it's just not going to work. So it, I think he's going to end it with a surgery. But the good news is I don't think his season is over, unlike J.K. Dobbins. But this is an interesting thing. We talked about it yesterday as we were concluding the war room. Cincinnati got spanked. And we can talk about why. I think we will again later. But I was like, the opening line was Bengals minus three at home against the Ravens, hosting the Ravens. And our algorithm was with all these injuries, we saw where the field view were going. I said, you got to jump on that at minus three. And I think it's already three and a half. And, a half yes. and now with these lines here, I am not going to be surprised if it goes to four, four and a half, despite the Bengals' bad performance right. as these injuries are announced. And that's the advantage of getting our stuff early in mm-hmm. terms of uh, what you want to do. Now, of course, if you think the Bengals are just terrible, and you want to, then you should wait and let the line climb yes, a little bit. Yeah. But from injuries, we're telling you it's going to climb. Uh, and I think it's going to, uh, let's bookmark this thing. I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't go to at least four. Um, he said Marlon Humphrey has a shot to return this week off his foot surgery. That might be a little bit optimistic, probably. 
it's he's only missed one game. It was a only a late week of August, right? So, I mean, end of month. I mean, J.C. Jackson returned. How did that work out? Yeah, we can I talk mean, about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, it's a stretch. To, look, it's probably not unreasonable to say that Marlon Humphrey has a chance to return, but. Does he have a chance to return at 100%? It'd no. Be effective, yeah. The answer right. is going to yeah. be no. Right. So um, we'll we'll see about that. Yeah, it's an interesting decision to have J.C. Jackson out there. He cost them on multiple plays. I mean, we saw the Tyreek one-on-one with J.C. Jackson on the island just blow right by him for the 40-yard touchdown catch. And then late in the half, J.C. Jackson also had a pass, in, pass well, interference. Yep. So I know knock to J.C. Jackson. He's out there giving it all for his team. It's just it's a tough injury to come back from. Well, here's what I would say. Um, I don't know J.C. Jackson not hating on him. I just know it's very hard for a cornerback to come back from his patella tendon rupture like he did. I just know in the preseason we saw a video of him where he's out there, he's cleared, he's doing everything, but he does not look like himself able to react and cut and change directions on a dime. And when you're guarding any NFL wide receiver, much less Tyreek Hill – Good luck. It's usually not fair when you're healthy. (laughs) Yeah, it's not fair. And and that's why in the room here, I was like, boy, Tyreek Hill might have a field day. Now, admittedly, we made a bad – overall, the Chargers were the healthier team. Uh, The big weakness was J.C. Jackson. And he was splitting time even. But, boy, Tyreek Hill (laughs) – I'd say a career day, but for Tyreek Hill, it's not necessarily (laughs) – He's just – a different animal, a cheetah, you might yes, say. You might say yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm getting the yards right, but I think he said he wants 2,000 yards this year. He did say that. So yes, he's on times. track. Yeah, it's a <laughs> good start. Yeah. Can't knock him on that. So. He's on track for 3,000, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so again, sick data is how you get access to those field views. Uh, we're just highlighting a couple early mismatches that we're seeing. Uh, Baltimore at Cincy. Indy at Houston is going to be an interesting one. Uh, battle of the rookie quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, dealing with the Indianapolis uh, running back situation, self-inflicted or not. John the Taylor's out. Uh, Houston dealing with 3-0 linemen out and their free safety, Jalen Petrie, had to go to the hospital for the lung contusion. He was coughing up blood on the sidelines, they said. Thankfully, he's out. Looks like he's uh, at positive outlook going forward. I don't know about this. He's week. out out of the hospital. Out, yes, out, out correct. Of the hospital. Yes. from the hospital, yes. Yeah, and, and look, if – that were a home game for the Texans. Maybe they could have skipped the hospital visit, but they're getting on a plane and you know, you got to be safe. So I get that completely. I don't know. It's not impossible for him to play, but look, might be asking a lot. We talked about, look, I don't want this. This is not like the gambling podcast. It's an injury podcast, but of course they're gambling and fantasy implications. Richardson's going to play in that game. We've already said it. Shaq Leonard looked Maybe better than I thought. He had a couple more tackles than he should have, but uh, yeah. I don't I still don't think he's himself yet after the back surgeries. But the glaring weakness there is still Houston's offensive line. And look, Baltimore played well and won easily, but the offensive CJ Stroud and a rookie and they couldn't really move the ball and and uh despite some secondary issues the O-line wasn't holding up for Houston. Now, 
what you have going for Baltimore is the O-line didn't do so well for Cincinnati, uh, you know, uh, with some newness and the shift over of Jonah Jonah Williams Williams, for, for Lael Collins, who's still out. Joe Burrow didn't do much part, not because of his calf, but because of the pass rush. He had a career low in passing yards. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they maybe get that again a little bit. That's what's going for the Ravens, but, also, you can't put a lot of stock into the Ravens' win against the Texans. They dominated, A, it's the Texans, no offense, but also an injured offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm quite sure with the news of, of the offensive linemen and and Marcus Williams, that line's going to go from three and a half to four or four and a half. And we'll see where it goes. I'm not the expert on that, but I just knew that three wasn't going to hold for right. Sunday night. I want to go back to Tyreek for a second. That was his tied for his second most ever passing yards, um, receiving yards in a game. He had 269 one day. Wow. And three touchdowns that game as well. <laughs> That's yeah. That's Actually, Doc, I have a good, story, good, good story about Doc. <laughs> that was your first ever um, Scott Fish team, and that's when you drafted Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill as your stack. So you actually enjoyed that game more than most. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, look at Thursday night as we head into week two again. Week one's still not over. Recording this Monday morning, so the Monday night game to go. You can head to the website for the the field view and a preview on that. But as we look forward to Thursday, uh, Minnesota at Philly is going to be a very interesting game. Minnesota coming off uh, kind of a stinker against Tampa Bay. Well, they just, dropped one. So Yeah, so let's just look at real quick the, the Jets game. Aaron Rodgers, he's got a calf issue. I don't think it's going to affect him that much. But, boy, that offensive line of the Jets, that's the question mark, right? Uh, you've got Dwayne Brown coming back off his shoulder surgery, Mekhi Becton off his knee surgery, back to the spot, right side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can say new, old, well, I don't know, left, right, left, new right. New for the NFL, old, yeah. old for college, yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker with the ankle. That's going to be where the game is won or lost, when mm-hmm. the Jets, what the Jets' offensive line can do or not do. No Von Miller, but Buffalo still has a stout D-line there. Um, so moving ahead to Thursday, um, yeah, Minnesota off a stinker, uh, against Tampa have to hit the road and play, but the Eagles have picked up some injuries here. It's going to be really hard for James Bradbury to clear concussion protocol by Thursday. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's a home game. So I guess that helps them a little bit. Nicobe Dean with what is now confirmed with the list, Frank, that's a bigger deal. And they're going to be on their um, third string middle linebacker that game as well, which might yeah, hurt them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, offensively, I don't think they were in sync there. Every time I looked up, I know we had a lot yeah. of games going on and YouTube and all this craziness in the war room, but it seemed like every time they were kicking a field goal, there wasn't a touchdown celebration there in uh, for the Eagles. So that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you like the Vikings, Take them now, getting seven and a half. That number may trickle back to seven. If you like the the uh, Eagles, then wait. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Yep. Yeah, Minnesota's got a couple lingering things. Garrett Bradbury, Brad, Bradbury, uh, Bradbury. Not, not James Bradbury. is <laughs> yeah. an interesting tongue twister, but left the game with a back injury. That's uh, not a new thing for him, but he usually plays through. Um, so in- interesting to see his practice report coming up. Uh, and... Uh, strong side linebacker, pass rusher, Marcus Davenport uh, missed last week with an ankle. So we'll see if that gets a little better heading into Thursday. I want to start something new that uh oh kind of ties. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. Scary, right. scary, scary. But as uh, anyone who's followed the site know, we have uh, 
partnerships with underdog prize picks sleeper picks and boom fantasy where uh, people could play games pairing props together put some fun money on it and uh try to win that way so i'm going to do a, a our good call of the week and our bad call of the week to, oh. to keep us honest we don't want to be uh <laughs> touting ourselves too much so I'll, I'll try to keep us honest with that as a, a minimally involved person in the in that process specifically so <laughs> all right hit me with it what do you want the good or the bad I don't know. You, you want the bad first. I right, do the bad. Let, yeah. Let's go the bad first. Well, the fact uh, that you're only going to bring up one, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're not in, a lot. in the interest of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, bad one of the week. Drake London, zero <laughs> yards, one target. That's a bad one. <laughs> we we had the over 52 and a half. So uh, just barely missed that one with the, the goose egg. <laughs> but uh, Ritter was 15 you, you, of 18, 115 yards on the day and a touchdown. You really turn the screws on that one that, drake <laughs> I, we weren't the only ones dra- drake, fooled by drake london so. drake london was on my scott fish bowl fantasy we're double yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it was now here's the thing why did we like him against carolina is, is we the liked question him against carolina because of the db he was facing dante yeah. jackson dante achilles jackson. and ankle coming yes. off achilles and ankle didn't get targets. Yeah. I don't know. JC the... Horn even left the game in the middle mm-hmm. to help him out. <laughs> I know. And they still didn't <laughs> yes. get anything. So uh, Bajan, I don't know. But Bajan Robinson led the team six targets. Mac Collins had four targets. It was kind yeah, of a weird thing. To, to be fair, we've got eight or nine, nine games going on or whatever it is. So I don't see every snap. So I can't see what the scheme was. Right. Maybe their goal was to shut down Drake London. And look, you can, any NFL defensive coordinator, can shut down any one player right. any time they if want. They right. to, yeah. If right. they choose to. And I don't know. I don't know if it's self-inflicted and Ritter's not looking at Drake London and it's a schematic thing or it's a defensive scheme, but clearly it was not a good play that they didn't take advantage. But who knows? Maybe he's getting doubled because they knew Deontay Jackson was not 100%. Right. Right. So who knows? Uh, but that was certainly a bad play. But I would say that there are some potentially – others too in the sense that let me just say that javante williams didn't look a hundred percent but he absolutely looked better than i would have thought him to have looked he looked better than jk dobbins did last year coming off his multi-ligament knee surgery so i'd call that one as a wrong in the sense that he got what 13 carries which is more than I would have thought. Right. Um, and uh, he did better than I thought. Now, he wasn't gangbusters. We weren't dead wrong like Drake <laughs> he London. He didn't have 100 plus yards. No. Sorry, I picked the worst one. I'd say the Javante Williams that we were too pessimistic. Yeah. yeah. He had 52 yards on 13 carries. That's yeah. more than I yeah. would have thought. Yeah. So we were too pessimistic. Now, is he the 20 carry 100 yard back? Clearly not. But yeah. I would have thought he would have been. First of all, he beat the odds to even be on the opening day roster and playing. And, you know, if, to me, he was headed for seven carries and 30 yards, right. you know, and said he got 13 and 50 something. The one so. thing I'll mention, he did have four catches for five. That's not his game. And I think that's when he looked the worst when he was trying to get to the outside and catch. Open field. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Straight yeah. ahead, yes. he's yeah. going to look the best. Right. Open field, he's going to look the worst. Right. And we talked in the offseason leading up uh, to fantasy draft season. That's why they got Samaj Perine. That he was a lot more involved in that. And Who was the leading receiver was more week yeah. one? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be the first to admit I was too pessimistic on Javante right. Williams for week one, but I don't think 13 carries and 50 yards justifies his ADP. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, Perrine was the more effective fantasy back in that game, definitely. Yeah, he had a he had a, a whole yard better per carry, and he had he was leading receiver. So yeah, he did a little more. All right, on the good, real quick. Uh, Terry McLaurin uh, under fifty three and a half receiving yards. He finished with four targets, two catches, thirty one yards. So, well, look, that's an example of full practice, right? But mm-hmm. does it mean a hundred percent? No injury status either. Yes, yeah. No injury status. Never, that... d- never doubt to play in that game. Coming off the turf toe that he suffered in the final preseason game. Yeah, and that one was pretty safe for an under. And he had a nineteen-yard catch too. So arguably, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, no, he's yeah. still Terry McLaurin. <laughs> right, and, right. And, and look, it's not like he can't run a route. It's just he's not as effective on half his route tree with that right turf toe. Um, the other one, you know, I don't know how it ended up. I only looked at it through three quarters. JSN, uh, what did he end up? Uh, uh, the scaphoid fracture. For he Seattle. had uh, five targets, three catches for thirteen yards. So one one was a ten yard catch, so not as much. Yeah, yeah. that was an interesting one. I think we stayed away because the number was so low. But interesting that he he even was out there in that involved coming back I, from the I, wrist. I saw drops, you yes. know. And yeah, it's just hard to catch with a with the scaphoid fracture. There's no way it's healed. And uh, kudos that he's out there. But uh, five targets, thirteen yards, three catches. Uh, you know, it's fine. He was out there. Good for him. Right. But uh, that would have been. Uh, uh, you know that's sort of just the injury analysis. Don't don't take the cheese on that. Well, uh, going into our coach speak of the week, uh, Coach McVeigh talking about Cooper Cup and the hamstring. I think it was during the the questions about oh he's seen a specialist and he said I, to give him credit. I don't think that news had come out yet. I think it was the the reaggravation and oh where's Cooper Cup at? And he said oh we believe he's day to day. We're taking it day by day, day to day. That that type of messaging. So I think you were quick to say. To translate that. <laughs> Typical. Day-to-day means week-to-week, right. right? And, you know, day-to-day became IR pretty quickly, right? right? Uh, and when you travel three-quarters of the way across the country to see a body specialist, whatever that is. What is, yeah, what is that? I exactly, mean, yeah. still not clear. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's an ART guy or some It's a lot involved in the body. Something about, <laughs> I mean, like, so I've told people before, what do you do for them? I work at a body shop, so I don't know. <laughs> So um, I mean, Steichen, Steichen just talked about um, Anthony Richardson real quick. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. he um, had he has knee and ankle soreness, um, and he's saying he, they're not worried about him right now. So okay. like we were just talking. All right, about Shane, him. thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's true. There, the, see the 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 trickiness with coach speak is they don't always lie. It's just yeah. what's to and so he also said he could have kept playing week one as well, which is what. Yeah, which is what, yes. See, Shane's an honest guy. No, they all have a little coach speaking, and which is good for the team, right? I mean, they're not trying to, to, uh, to tell the other side what they have. Yes. As a quick aside, uh, what was Dan Campbell doing coach speak when he was describing his coffee order? Is that embellishing a little bit? I I have it right here. Two, two Ventis with two espresso shots each. And as Joe Pompliano put it out on Twitter, basically the equivalent of 10 Red Bulls every morning. That's okay. not that going to stop your heart, right? <laughs> let, I guess I'm. Well, let me, let me say this. First of all, I don't doubt Dan Campbell. <laughs> I don't think uh, he's, got en- he's got energy. I, it's not I, a good I, business I, to be in. <laughs> I think he's pretty authentic. And look, I see him doing push ups with the players and whatever. I, look, right. I, I don't doubt that. And why, look, if I had half that coffee, I mean, I had a cup here, but I'd be so jittery. But <laughs> when you do that every day, Maybe it's taken to... out of context. Maybe it wasn't an everyday thing, but I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard like it before, it, but let me like tell you something. <laughs> you might, if you had, believe it or not, 
caffeine is one of the banned substances for performance enhancement in the NFL. It's too much of it does stuff. Yeah. You can have some <laughs> caffeine. You just can't have a th- certain threshold. Right. And I'd have to go review the latest. That might put you over the <laughs> PED threshold. Now, coaches aren't tested for PEDs, and I'm making a little bit light of this, yeah. but 10 Red Bulls is probably enough. <laughs> How many milligrams of ca- um, caffeine is it? Uh, it's one, like over 1,100, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, the only thing is the, the PED testing is usually the next day, so it's usually washed out by you. By then. <laughs> and not but, the coaches either. But right? they don't test the coaches. Yeah. But, but if Dan Campbell got randomly selected and coaches don't for PED <laughs> testing the next morning, and he had just done that, he probably would pop positive. I so mean, he didn't do this when he was a tight end for 11 years, you don't think? Then. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. You could have, okay. and I don't know that he did, right? but you could have because – the PED testing is not immediately after the game. Right. It's on Monday morning. Okay. So if you did all this caffeine before the it's game or at halftime, it doesn't stay in your yeah. system, right? And so you still could. I'm not saying he did. And I'm making light of the fact that right. it's illegal, but it is technically illegal uh, yeah, for PEDs. Yeah, yeah we're, we're too deep in the weeds on this. But if yeah. he if he was doing that four games, he would have needed a lot of pee breaks. That would be my expectation. <laughs> well, I don't know. If your body's used to it, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean. No, my fiance pees a lot when she drinks coffee. I don't know if. <laughs> All right, we got to cut that off right there. We're not going to go down the road. And I, uh, let's. All right, well, I can't help myself. Let's... I had one NFL player, literally. Yes. Because there's no bathrooms on the sidelines, yeah. and and back in the day they didn't have the medical tent. Now sometimes you see a guy go in the medical tent. It's because and he comes of, out. Yes. He, he yeah. A pee break, mm-hmm. right? You don't run off the field and all your gear and garb. I knew a guy once, and I won't say his name unless I get permission, that he literally just peed in his pants and squared water bottle on. He's not the only <laughs> one to wash it. Because yeah. you, you got to their head to toe sweat anyway. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he just like. You're moisturized. Yeah. Let yeah. it go and just, just use a water bottle to, to. It's like peeing in the pool. Pretending he's, yeah. he's yeah. in his own personal pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. It's just, it, it I, does happen. Yeah. That's, that's not analysis. That is fact. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> eyewitness testimony there we go. well let's finish with the beast of the week uh once we saw the video i don't think there's any debate among us the uh, miles garrett crossover <laughs> move before the snap and then cross you over on a stunt and i'm right to the quarterback first of all i looked at that and went okay i get it they were harassing them all day long but that was early in the game. That was the sixth play of the game. Sixth play of the game. And if you look at the video, and hopefully you'll cut it in yeah. here, like he's pretending to have a crossover dribble. And maybe it's a it's a fun message to his head coach who told him to stop playing, stop basketball. playing basketball. But the crazy thing is he lined up everywhere. He lines up over center for his time. He basically, it's like Babe Ruth. He's like pointing at the center field wall, right? Or whatever it is. He's doing the crossover move in front of the center. And that's what he does. <laughs> yep. He does the, the misstep and crossover and beats him in the other yeah. eight gap. That's not right? a rookie center. That's like an eight-year veteran center. So. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yes. that is a beast move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, the Brock Purdy, was that pa- Patrick Peterson? Was interesting. Yes. But yeah. that's like in a press conference after – Right, you won the game. This was before the snap of the play, and you're yep. doing the crossover move. I mean, that is a beast. He is yeah. a beast. He is right? a beast. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and so much for his toe injury, right? I mean, uh, yeah, at the we Pro won't Bowl see him at the Pro Bowl, Bowl anymore. That's all. Yeah. 
no Pro Bowl, no basketball. He's got a, I guess <laughs> his, only, him, his yeah. only hobby is pass rushing. He's so. a beast. Yeah. <laughs> and I had forgotten they added Zadarius. Uh, uh, they revamped that yeah. line a little bit. And they have pretty good run defense already. So I, yeah. I think yeah. it's fair to say that he's enjoying that. Miles Garrett is. so Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right? He, they both help get, each other out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Anyways, we'll make him the beast of the week. All right. Uh, thanks for uh, watching here. We appreciate you. Thank you, Eric Weinberger, Believe Network. We're on with you guys now. And uh, go to SICscore.com. The other thing is, we don't have a winner yet for our free thousand dollar contest. But we told Monday, yeah, yeah, it was spending money's game. It's pretty good, uh, you know. Uh, free every week, we'll have this uh, free contest at SICscore.com, a pick'em contest. Enter for free, guaranteed thousand dollars to the winner. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if there's a tie, they might split it. But, yes, yeah. Uh, but there's point structure, so they're likely so there's a not, likelihood less. Yes, not exactly. a tie. So winner yep. gets a thousand dollars, and uh, it's free, and it's a. Uh, a pretty fun little deal, but uh, bookmark sick insights. Go to sick data for the most details. And we did have a winning week with our. Oh, another thing is that we've moved back to the home that it belongs is the five weekly picks, the circa Westgate right. type game. And uh, if you get sick picks, you get the picks early. If you are just on the site, you get it Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, our three year published track record previously was 59% plus 45 units against the spread. And this is not with me picking. It's the algorithm using injuries, et cetera. And, you know, we wanted the four and one, but three and two, we're right on yeah. the 60%, Another 59% unit added yes, yeah. uh, deal. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a new feature that's brought home the website, new re- revamp site as well. So go check it out. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Jacob Taylor. And uh, lots more to go this week as uh, the fun season is in full force.